Welcome to the Build It Internal Podcast, everybody. Welcome. Howdy. Howdy. Yeehaw, partners. Yeehaw. Not a fake yeehaw, a real yeehaw. Battle up your horse and let's <laughs> go for a ride. Let's do it. Uh, I'm Alex Horton, joined as always by Mr. Aaron Witt, also Harrison Smith over here on the drums. Remember when you said that once? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, every once in a while, I every- say something funny. <laughs> Uh, and we're doing an internal podcast today. Um, so one thing that's been really interesting to me is I've started to get some of these emails that Aaron sends um, either to the leadership team or to the investors in some cases um, that in- includes some information that I wouldn't say is, is private or um, just for him or for the investors or whatever. But it just includes things that like as a company, I don't think like we're all talking about. Yeah. And so it's interesting for me is to read, hey, I'm like learning something, but also it's like some of this doesn't apply to me and no one else is going to care. Do you think they would, they would, um, do you think it's something worth sending out to the company? I don't think the investor ones are because yeah. it's essentially what we're doing with That's like a, with a little bit of like C-suite perspective. Yeah, but it's, it's pretty straightforward. Mm-hmm. Like it's really just to give everybody, uh, Insight. I, I think the whole investor thing's a little misunderstood, which is my fault. And mm. and there's been a lot of emphasis on it. Sure. And so it's been hanging over us like a, a, a cloudy day. I don't know if it's a bad thing, but it's like there. It's a it's thing. Like a shadow following us around. Yeah. We, I, 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 I used to own 100% of the company. And then I decided to sell 40% of the company to Jonathan Campbell and Randy Blunt. The decision was, and I explained this at the time, but the before this was, I'm never going to sell any of the company. <laughs> yeah, I never would do that. Never, ever, ever, yeah. ever. I like I. You could probably pull a hundred clips of me on this podcast. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I, like I that I drew the line in the sand. It's yeah. not happening. It's not happening. And then I realized that there was no way we could accomplish our mission with just me as sole owner. Mm-hmm. So it was in the best interest of not just our mission, but I think the business as a whole to take on investment capital and grow. Yeah. So that's what we did. We took on investment capital by selling part of the company. And then we've done so for this second series A round as well. Another $10 million at a $50 million valuation. And that gives us uh, capital well into 2024, which is the most runway will have ever had as a business mm-hmm. by a long shot. Well, yeah, there was a time where we weren't talking about runway, but it was pretty short. <laughs> it was pretty short. Yeah. <laughs> and we're not out of the woods, but it's, it's, we're in a better place. Yeah. And once we close this round, which is in motion, um, we'll be through 2024. I, through this process, we've met with a lot of people, a lot of people. I've heard no so many times over. I've, I've, I've been told no by investors more than women have told me no. And we've ended up, though, with some great people. Sure. So we have probably about 15 people now. Mm-hmm. And these are all either contractors or cat dealers, coincidentally. We went to all the other dealers, but... You know, I feel like we've always gotten emails like to the Dirt Talk thing 
that reference, well, you guys are a cat shop. We're like, no. Uh, well, I don't try to be, but they're just <laughs> the ones more that get we go it, down the path. That's kind of how yeah. it looks. Yeah. And we're not, we're not a cat program. Everybody, all the cat dealers, they understand the value of us working with other brands. We're agnostic. We're in the middle. That's like we're bringing everybody together. That's one of the main benefits of our company. Mm-hmm. And that's why they're investing in us because that allows them to reach beyond the Caterpillar brand and just expand into the industry as a whole. But all these investors from a like technology company, SaaS company, investment perspective, they're it's not it's it's not a, like a flattering term, but I guess it's what they call it. They're unsophisticated in this world. They're very sophisticated when it comes to building stuff, moving dirt, buying yeah. equipment, operating their businesses, buying real estate. Like they're they they understand a lot. But most of them, some have done software deals, but most of them are contractors or dealers that deal in equipment, and so. There aren't, I think with like a VC, they would be looking for specific numbers and there might be some specific format for us to abide by, but we've really just made the investor update up. I think it really just goes in line with transparency wins a value Mm -hmm. and the investors aren't necessarily sitting here and demanding this information or saying, this is our expectation. You better share everything, but we've just consistently shared everything weekly anyway. Yeah. So that's all the investor update is, is me sitting down once a week. Here's what happened in our business. Good, bad, and different. Here's what's going on. So we are up to date. And I think they enjoy knowing where we are and being a part of it. We want them to be a part of it. Mm -hmm. And so that's to just provide some context. That's what that information is. That's what that information is. Yeah. And so like what I've like really noticed it is you'll pull together like, you know, we had this win, this win, and this win. And that's not, it's not really like a surprise to me or it's, you know, referencing, uh, here's some like, uh, bigger sales that the sales team had this week or whatever. Yeah. Those are all things that we essentially all kind of know, but maybe not everybody is like combining into one thought in the way that you're distilling for that. That's all it really is to me when I read it. Yeah. I, I explained all that. It's just, it's not, it, it just illustrates it's not proprietary. Information. Yeah. It's not proprietary information were, at all. If it were to be valuable, I'd share it, but it's just to keep people who have trusted us with their hard-earned money and who have allowed us to hire most of the people listening to this um, with the information so they can stay up to date. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, And there's also an additional, I guess, your weekly debrief. Does that go to the leadership team? The XL something? Yeah, the whole acronym thing, I still don't get it. I'm struggling with. I am, uh, I, I have lobbied to name the executive leadership team rename it from elt to team sharks elt team sharks (laughs) (laughs) and and allow the olt the operational leadership team i think it is to come up with their own name maybe whatever you want yeah you don't have to you don't have to keep the theme i just want to be team sharks sharks are cool (laughs) you're like you're talking to uh investors you do like a big presentation uh so me and the team sharks got together Yeah. yeah this information is directly from team sharks yeah um uh, uh, where was I going with this? Oh, yes. So the uh, executive leadership team just fills out. Uh, here's some of the wins from this week. Mm-hmm. Here are some lessons learned. And I think it gives everybody an opportunity to see what the other teams are doing. And then it gives me, especially when I'm traveling, just some good insight as far as, okay, what happened in the business this week? So I can at least just maintain my situational awareness when I'm on the road for a week or two at a time. 
it's a different world. I'm in a different place. There are and plenty of parts of this business that if you didn't like, you know, try to maintain that situation awareness, try to maintain that connection to another part of the business you're not working on, you could just not ever know that information and maybe get by anyway. Yeah. But like, is that better for you or the company? I don't know. Probably not. Well, and and, and my job is to have a, a fair understanding of what's going on within the business. Yeah. And so it's really helpful for me to just read what some of the lessons learned were, what the heck's going on. And then I read through it and pull information from that to create that weekly investor yeah. update. Right on. So with that uh, context, um, I really liked that you used that, uh, the format of like wins and lessons learned. Um, so I, I especially want to pull from those lessons learned to, to bring here. Because I think that like allows you to kind of um, expand on some of those things. So that's really interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm also just going to bring um, things that I think of that I would find valuable for the team. Um, so we're going to do a little of those two things. Are you ready? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Got really intense in here. I was scared. Okay. I wrote out a kind of a long question. But I'll get to it. The point. All right. You've mentioned wanting to shift your focus back to building the culture of the company. You've also mentioned that culture grows whether you're in, intentional about it or not, which means our culture has been building regardless of the level of organizational attention to that. So um, what does focusing on building the culture mean to you at this point? Um, I'm still trying to figure it out. Next week, I'm taking a week to focus on this. Nice. The only thing I'm going to focus on next week is it's something that you can't just do like, oh, I have a free hour. I'm going to do this. Yeah, let me make a list. It, yeah. it just doesn't, or at least maybe somebody can do it. I can't. My mind doesn't work that way. It's big picture. I need to sit down and really just focus on this one thing. And it's big. It's worth dedicating a week to. So back in the day, you, you, you build a business and you, you hire people somewhat randomly and, and hope it goes well. So it was it was me, Dan, and then... Chase comes around and then Angel and Chell and then we keep going on down the road from there. I think Jack then came on. Mm-hmm. You were in early. Yeah. There were a few people that were early that are no longer here. So you 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 win, you lose, but based on that group of people comes a culture. And I've always read a lot. Um uh I read 10 pages a day. I've done it since college. And when you do that every day for a decade plus, you you add a, a lot of books add up. Yeah. And so I started uh, when we were early in business reading some of these books. I like reading books by people who have built things. Here's what I've built. Here's how I built it. Not here's how you build things. What have you built? I haven't built anything, but I have written this book. Like that just doesn't, maybe they have good things to say. It doesn't, mm-hmm. it doesn't uh, resonate with me. And as I started studying these other companies and how they got built, I started to implement some of these concepts within our business. Like, wow, okay, conscious capitalism. So you can do, you can, you can make money and make the world a better place. Or it's, it's important to have a mission. Uh, maybe we need to define what the heck we're doing here. We've been in business for a year and we're having fun, but what's the point? Um, values. Oh, okay. So you have a mission, but you have all of these interactions happening within your business and it's too difficult to create rules for every interaction. But if you have values and guidelines that people can use to then determine what actions are 
within those guidelines correct for themselves, okay, great. Then then you can help and inform the business and, and grow the culture in, in ways you didn't think possible and decentralized command and all that. So I, I, I really dug in in the first few years. I just, I love it. This is my favorite part of business. This is why I started business was to just create and build and, and have fun. And that's why like the fundraising has been essential, but it's also just, it just drains you. It just sucks it right out of you. Yeah. It's not, it's not a good time. It's not fun. Like I don't enjoy asking for money, but it's been necessary. Um, but, but the early days, it wasn't any of that. Sure. I'm probably looking at, looking at it with my rose colored glasses on, but it was really intentional. And with that intention, I think came something really extraordinary. We had a great, a great business um, in the early days. And then that allowed us to do what we've done in the past two years as we've grown beyond the media and marketing. And I don't think anything would exist had we not had that intention early on. I don't know how the hell businesses operate without a mission, without values, even just those simple things. I have no idea. And then onboarding. And there's been some things that I look back on, like, I am so thankful we did that because we, <laughs> we would be in a totally different place. Yeah. And I think last year it was chaotic. It would have been a mess had we not built that foundation. I don't even know if we'd still be here had we not built that foundation, yeah. frankly. Like that, that was one of the most important things I've worked on within this business. But the thing is, I think last year was just so chaotic that we stopped being intentional about developing it further and carrying that system that worked really well for 20 people back when we were in this office without the office here, mm -hmm. the dusty barn with the 20 of us or the 17 of us. It worked great yeah. when it was 17 people. But then you go to 75 people in 20 states. That that system that worked for 17, 20, it doesn't work anymore. There, there's no way. No matter how well you design that system, it just doesn't work anymore. There are so many more interactions happening happening within that business, even just human to human. If you look at, it's not a linear growth and even just interactions. It starts to be more exponential than linear. Yeah. And so um, I think last year was really just put our seatbelts on and hold on for dear life. And I think we did do some great things. I don't want to, I don't want to be overly critical. We still did onboarding and we, we brought on so many amazing people and we did what we did, but I don't think we were really as intentional as we were in the past about culture values, mission, furthering that and mm. creating a system that works for that bigger organization, not just today, but okay, cool. We're 75. What if we go to 150? Then what? Can we design some of that now so we can grow into that without the pain that we just felt last year? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm sure there's going to be some pain, but maybe some of it's avoidable. And so it's, it's, um, so that, that's kind of where we are is, is I just want to return to being really, deliberate and thoughtful about who we are, why we're here, what our values look like in today's business. Mm -hmm. um, how do the divisions vary? How does all of this work together? How, do our how does our business work? I think a lot of people in the organization, my fault, 
could not explain how our business works. Mm. If I asked somebody random, how do we make money? I don't know if they could tell you. And that's, that's a big problem. I think everybody, no matter where they're in the business, should understand how our business makes money. Yeah. So that's the kind of stuff I'm working through is what are our values at the core? What, what, is, what is it at a simplest form? What is our mission? Because I think our mission is a lot more clear today than it was three years ago. Beyond and, make the dirt world a better place, you mean? Like, how do you yeah, dig into that more? Yeah, exactly. Like, specifically, how are we making the dirt world a better place? Mm-hmm. And, and what, what does that really mean? And I think the core of it is really bringing the industry together. And we're doing that in a lot of different ways. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, you know, talk about that. Talk about potentially each division. What are the principles within each division? And I, that's, the, that's something I'm going to need everybody's help with. But I think media operates under some principles that um, even differ to services. And services operates under some principles that differ from software, that differ from Dirt World. I think each one of these new divisions has different principles. Mm-hmm. They all share the same values, but they all have a few things that are a little unique to them. What are those things? Um, and so how can we create a more unique identity for each one of the parts of our business? And then also how can we define how all the parts of the business work together? Yeah. Because even mm-hmm. three, four years ago, I fell in love. It's so funny how I would have never imagined it happening this way, but there's also some things I've said the whole time that are like, oh shit, it's actually, it actually happened this way. And one of the things I've talked about is this concept of an ecosystem. I love it. And Apple is I think the best example of an ecosystem because you buy an iPhone. Okay. That's your, maybe you've, you've never been on Apple before. So you buy an iPhone and then you get into your iPhone and it's such a, just a beautiful user experience and you want, you want more and you're going to go shop for a new computer while well, I'm already, I have this Apple iPhone. So then I'm going to go buy this computer. And then now your messages from your phone go to your computer. Now you're, what you're doing over here from your emails are already going over here. And then you, you love that all of your text messages with your friends on other iPhones are blue bubbles instead of green. Who wants green bubbles? Blue bubbles are way better. And then it's like, man, I, I'm getting into fitness. Well, I'm going to get an Apple watch. Why would, I, why would I even think about the other watches now? Because mm-hmm. I have an iPhone. I have a, a computer. I'm going to get the watch. And I, 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 I'm now just part of the ecosystem. And it's serving me in so many different ways. And I'm never going to leave. All my photos are on iCloud. All of my friends have iPhones. All of my workouts are tracked. Why would I ever leave? To break free from that requires so much force and energy that most everybody just stays. Yeah. And that's essentially what we're creating with our business. It's an ecosystem. All of our businesses work in tandem with one another. They're all stronger with one another than on their own. And once somebody enters, it doesn't matter where they enter, just as long as they get into Buildwood somewhere. And then ideally, once they're in, we can start serving them in all different ways so that they never have any reason to leave because we're not just giving them great storytelling. We're not just giving them a new website, but we're also helping them train their people. We're also helping them hire people more effectively. We're helping them in so many different ways that why would I leave? And then mm-hmm. now you're extremely sticky. Talk about competitive advantage. Talk about moat around our business. Yeah. Well, and it also 
um, continues to increase our access, which like that's kind of one of like the special sauces of how we do any of this. Exactly. And in the game we're playing, there's one winner. It's not, uh, it's, you know, I, I like Simon Sinek's concept of the infinite game and how business is, but at the same time, in software and in business, it is still a competition. It is still, there are people out there that want to kill you. That's just how it is, how it always will be. Mm-hmm. And so now once you get a majority of the marketplace within your ecosystem, now you have critical mass. Yeah. You are not impenetrable, but you are heavily fortified at that point. And then now the people that aren't on board, now they feel left out. Now they see all these other companies in there enjoying the benefits. So they have no reason to look elsewhere. They're going to come right in too. Mm-hmm. And now you have everybody in one place. And then now we become the most influential business in the entire industry, yeah. which is another thing I've always said. There you go. Do you feel like the, the, the most effective way to get there is to, like, how does that tie back into um, why redialing in the culture gets us to that like ecosystem place? I think that's part of it. I think the better people can understand our business and the role they serve within that business mm-hmm. and how to serve that role best, the better the business will be. Yeah. If I get that dialed in, everything else takes care of itself. Everything else, I mean, it's not that easy. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying I, as in, it starts with me, but culture's not on me. It's on everybody. But I at least... Uh, how to set the direction. Um, if I can do that, like I said, if everybody's clear within an organization on exactly how they serve that mission, mm-hmm. where they serve, what, what piece they play, how they can help the other parts, how they should behave you know, according to our values, how they can best serve our mission. Like, yeah. You've got a pretty, thing, pretty good thing going at that point. And we, we have that. Like I... Sat in a bunch of meetings on Monday. I sat in services. I sat in customer success. I sat in a, pr- a sprint review. I sat in the OLT meeting, the ELT meeting. I was stoked coming out of that day. That was the first day I've ever had in my life where I was excited after sitting in meetings all day. Because <laughs> it's just like, it's so cool to see all of our people doing cool stuff. They're all yeah. like, I've, I had a hand in none of this. This is crazy. Like, I didn't, I didn't even know that was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's all happening. It's just how can we make it, how can we take it to the next level? How can we make it even stronger? Because I don't want to act like it's perfect. It's far from perfect right now. Mm-hmm. And so it's, I don't think we're ever going to get there. I think culture is always, what's the next step? What's the next step? What's the next step? But everything considered, especially how chaotic last year was, how much we grew, how much we've changed, we're doing pretty well. Thanks for digging into that. And the feedback. I mean, we sent the feedback to the the whole leadership team. Mm-hmm. Everybody saw it. That everybody felt, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and we got, you know, 40 data points, 50 data points maybe. So quite a bit, over mm-hmm. 50% of people giving feedback. I didn't give feedback, but I feel like in a, in a weird position. So I wasn't a good like, example. I don't know. The CEO is awesome. I, yeah. yeah I, don't, I don't know what, I, what I'm giving the feedback right now. This is my feedback. This is my assessment. Yeah. Um, Alan had a good point the other day 
there was a lot of really positive feedback. And people didn't just say, ah, you know, great, two thumbs up. It was like novels written in there. And he's like, hey, if people didn't feel strongly about this, either way, positive, neutral, or in a negative sense, they wouldn't be writing novels. And it was like, that's a great point. Like all of the feedback was very well articulated. And I would say all of it's fair from a positive standpoint, mm. from a neutral standpoint, and from a negative standpoint. We didn't have on a percentage basis that much negative, but there there were there's clearly sure. some room for improvement, which is very helpful. Like even if you rate it 10 out of 10, it's still so helpful when you're like, hey, loving it, but this right here could be a problem. Or I would just love this. Here's an idea. Any kind of feedback is like I am on board with and I can't do anything if I don't know where the hell you're coming from. Mm -hmm. So if you're holding it in, if you're not articulating it, you're don't expect any help. Help me help you kind of thing. Yeah. But the feedback was amazing. Um, it's easy to go fixate, skip through all the good stuff and go right to the bad stuff. <laughs> As a human being, it's it's just sucks you right in. You're like, fine, 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 fine. Where's the bad part? Yeah. And then it's just like everyone you read is just a fucking dagger. You're like, oh, yeah, that stings. Oh, yeah, that stings. But you, you know, at, 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 at first you want to respond emotionally. And I wrote an email to everybody that I haven't sent. Because mm -hmm. I think I was still in that slightly emotional. Feeling it. I wrote it right after I read the feedback, which is not a good thing to do. Mm -hmm. And um, I think a lot of it was fair, but we also don't want to go overreact. And I think a lot of the feedback that was negative was it's not like it used to be here. Mm. And I agree. I agree. But big picture, that's how it should be. And I think that's a good thing. And now I think there are some things we need to get back to. So in this cultural preparation, in the preparation for next week, I've read, I've reread a lot of the books that informed our culture early on and pulled different things out. And I'm trying to return to what got us here in the first mm. place. But at the same time, I don't want to go back to where we were. I don't want to stay the same and protect our culture and find people that are a perfect fit for our culture. It's going to grow. That's the, that's the only way we go accomplish our mission. We go become the business we ought to become that we can become. And so, but I also understand the frustration because early on, some people did sign up for a marketing business. That was 20 <laughs> people yeah. that served the dirt world, that served 30 companies and was happy doing that. I understand that, but that's not how this works anymore. And I think it's to everybody's benefit to stick around because now it's way bigger. And I know we're working hard and we haven't seen the fruits of our labor quite yet. We've seen it somewhat, but personally, I think everybody's doing okay, but there's a lot more we could do for everybody. Yeah. And we haven't been able to do that quite yet. So I get we're in this no man's land. And so it's hard to keep saying, just trust me, just trust me. Like this is in your best interest. I promise, I promise, I promise without, you know, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm doing everything I can, but it's a t fucking tightrope right mm -hmm. now. Um, going in this direction, I think, is in everybody's best interest here. It will give everybody more opportunity than we could have ever created within a small marketing business. But I also understand that that's what they signed up for. and They want that. Totally get it. Totally get it, man. And there's a lot of days where I wish, hey, that would be much simpler life. <laughs> but... 
that's just, you know, I, I, I say that in jest. I don't actually wish that. Yeah. I'm thankful we're here. Um, so we're, we're, all of that's to say we're trying to take a measured approach in the feedback. All of the criticism, all of the feedback in general, check. I read every single word. I'm thinking about it very carefully. We're doing everything we can. I wholeheartedly appreciate feedback. I crave the feedback. But at the same time, if you're hoping the culture is going to get back to where it was, you're going to be disappointed because we're never going back to where we were. We're never going back. And that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. And that's where we have to go. We have to grow. We have to go beyond where we are today. It's an evolution. Thank you for that. And thank you for the, um, the transparency about all, all the feedback that came in. Um, I know I'd, I'd rip you to shreds in my feedback. So that's um, good yeah. to hear that you read it. Yeah, no, it was great. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, I, I, I really appreciate it. Like, yeah. I like to think I'm um, uh, emotionally mature enough. And like, I don't think I'm a very good leader, but I think I'm good enough to at least respond in a positive way ultimately to feedback. Yeah. <laughs> which is why you didn't send the initial email which is why i didn't send. It, i went on what isn't bad yeah. but um yeah it just wasn't what i think the organization needed and probably what you not necessarily how you would have like felt two days removed or you know whatever it's like you know like you said there there is like an emotional uh charge that can come from that sort of thing it's like do i mean all these words maybe not yeah yeah and um that's why i like the podcast format Cause this is, this is how I'm feeling right now. Yeah. Like we don't, we didn't talk about this beforehand. And I think even, you know, some of the feedback that I've gotten in the past is, I think people, um, they make a lot with some of my words, which I understand. Sure. But at the same time in this format, you are just getting like my thought process as it stands right now. Like, <laughs> This is not a formulated response to feedback. Mm -hmm. This is not well-crafted and vetted by three different individuals and also reviewed by my lawyer. This is me and it's subject to be wrong, Yeah, but this is the best I have for right now. And I, I think we forget, especially in the internal podcast, to remind people of that, um, to not take every word at face value because I'm doing my best, but a lot of what I say, like me explaining how I said I would never sell the company. Yeah. And then six months later, all right, hey, everybody, we're selling some of the company. <laughs> like a lot of what I say is completely wrong, but mm -hmm. I'm doing my best. All right. That line was perfect. Let's just let's just do it one more time. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, you said it That's pretty funny. good. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, it's, uh, so it's funny. So at the end of these, um, I want to start just bringing up one of the lessons learned that you, you brought up. and. Um, in those emails, and you really touched on this um, more feedback towards you, um, but I, I want to bring up kind of the way you said it, because I think that also applies to um, the company as well. So the lesson, one of the lessons learned that you, you sent out to the executive leadership team, you said direct feedback is the only way sometimes. It's my responsibility to let people know exactly where they stand. So you're, you're speaking about, you know, you and an executive leadership team and just the company in general got a lot of feedback from the company as a whole to turn that on its head when you're speaking about feedback in terms of giving it um kind of where's your head at from that perspective i i don't think what we're doing from a 
performance management standpoint is effective. I think yeah. we're doing performance management. I was actually delighted to hear about how many people just went through the the review process through Bamboo. And, and so it's, it's, it's happening and it happens naturally. Yeah. But I just, I want to be absolutely sure that everybody within our organization at any time knows where they stand. Yeah. They know if they're winning or losing. And I don't think I could say that right now. I don't think I could pull anybody aside from our organization. How, how is your performance right now? Do you know if you're winning or losing? And I think we're getting better. I think the financial results are, are, uh, are helping with that big time because mm-hmm. that is largely the scoreboard yeah. for a business is, is the money. I think breaking things down by division is helpful. I think the quarterly planning we just did is really helpful. I think we're trending in the right direction, but the question over the next three months is how can we help our people uh, know exactly where they stand, know where the business stands and know where they stand within the business? And then how can we help our leaders guide those that they lead more effectively? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I mean. And, and, and I'm learning that. I, I Sometimes we'll, we'll be talking about somebody. It'll be you and me. We'll be talking about that. No, it'll be, you know, me and Dan or or me, Dan, Randy, me, Dan, Randy, Jason. And I've recognized too, it's like, well, you know, we're, we're talking about this person, but they don't know this. They don't know this. And we at least owe it to them to make sure, make absolute certain they know exactly where the fuck they stand. Yeah. Good or bad. And that that's positive too. It's, Hey, I've been trying to, every time I'm talking to somebody, I was talking to Kath today. She said something great about somebody. I messaged them right after. Hey, I heard you're doing great. Thank you. Every time I hear something, I'm trying to give that feedback too from my perspective. So it goes both ways, good and bad. But I think we can do better there. And that's one of the areas of focus is how can we eat our own dog food, as Benjamin says, from a training standpoint give our people more tools to understand the industry mm-hmm. even more deeply to understand leadership a lot more effectively and then how can we give everybody the tools they need to measure exactly how they're doing within the organization like if developer x people really is a value what is that specifically yeah how can we begin to actually measure any of that and how does everybody know if they are on if they are a 3x person or on the path to being a 3x person so it's just getting more granular with yeah. where we are and more more intentional about things that we say we want to do. And um, you know, I, I think are important parts of our business, but like at a certain point that like that performance management or that uh, intentional uh, like emphasis on growing our people, it doesn't always just happen by itself. Yeah, but... Uh, but then if we really drive this home, the performance management process, it should largely just be natural because then you're leaning on another value. Transparency wins. But I've caught myself so many times doing this where I'm talking to somebody, to Harrison, about you, Alex. Sure. And I've tried to catch myself now. Like, no, this, this isn't a conversation with Harrison. This is, and maybe I need more information beforehand if it's if it's in that way okay maybe but yeah. probably not i need to go talk to alex directly <laughs> enough with the triangulation um and so i've tried to catch myself there first but ideally 
um, the performance management starts to take care of itself if you mm. really drive that home in the culture. Sure. And I think some people are better than others. I have plenty of work to do there. And I want to, to, to really start driving that home. Yeah. Well, I look forward to chatting um, after your, uh, your culture powwow next week. Yeah, you'll, you'll see the results of it pretty yeah. quick. It's what I, what I come out with is a very just a simple deck. It's going to be... You love, you love a deck. So it's going to be white with black text, <laughs> comic sans, sure. no pictures, nothing. I'm just going to put it on a deck. It's going to be a little rough at first, but I hope it provides a lot of clarification is, is my goal. Yeah. And then from there, you know, Nikki and, and, and that team, the leadership, the ELT, the OLT, everybody within the organization can then take that and run way further with it yeah. than it is when it first emerges. And I think give it a few months going to be in a, a remarkable place right on well it's exciting um look forward to digging into that um once kind of it gets in motion but also once you know you're kind of on the other side of how do we you know tear apart the things that don't work and how do we replace it with something that does work and serve our team Looking yeah. forward to that yeah that's it's going to be nothing groundbreaking nah. i think everybody's going to see it and be like yeah that but probably along the lines of what i was thinking but i do think It'll help provide some clarification to everybody within the organization is my goal. Yeah. Love it. Well, I'm uh, very pro clarification. Um, I think for me personally, that always helps me do my job better. Like the, the more pieces that I know of the pie, um, you know, I, I think there have been plenty, not plenty of times, there have been times where I'm tasked with, uh, you know, we're, we're going to work on this thing. And I have to kind of start diving into it before I know all the pieces mm-hmm. and kind of just like trying to make space for, well, if there's other information, maybe I can adapt when that time comes. But I know that I do a better job when um, the more I know up front, the better, because that's going to change my strategy. Yeah. Um, and so uh, I'm definitely looking forward to that additional clarification, um, that adif- additional um, adaptation of what, you know, we have kind of installed um, through the years and how that's going to change moving forward mm-hmm. that's helpful for me yeah i think it's gonna be helpful for everybody cool. it's gonna be helpful for me i'm i'm super excited i'm so stoked to sit down next week and just do this yeah. like i've been i've been looking forward to this for a very long time so cool well that is an internal podcast here at the uh dirt talk studio super cool uh at some point we're going to distribute these a little differently so stay tuned for that that'll be fun yeah. Uh, but for the time being, listen to these. I promise. For a dog getting after it out there. That sounds like we're. Uh, it's time to be done. So, for Aaron, for Harrison, I'm Alex. Thanks, y'all. Thanks, everybody.